ignored in Hollywood for sure, and that's fine. I get it. Is, and wait a second, is that fine? It is. My audience and the stories that I tell are African-American stories specific to a certain audience, specific to a certain group of people that I know that I grew up with, and we speak a language. Hollywood doesn't necessarily speak the language. A lot of critics don't speak that language. So for, to them, it's like, what is this? But I know what I do is important. I know what I do touches millions of people around the world. I know how important every word, every joke, every laugh. I know what that does for the people where I come from and the people that I'm writing. I clearly believe that I'm, I'm ignored in Hollywood for sure, and that's fine. I oh, Lordy. Booger McFarlane face. Pascal Siakam face. <laughs> What's up? What's happening? Happy mental health day. How's your mental health? Happy mental health. Hey, easy, easy. Happy mental health day. Uh, my mental health is actually okay. Okay. And what about yours? No, you know what? My mental health is okay, but it's gonna. I want to have a conversation with you about that. Yeah, my mental health is okay. How is yours? My mental health is okay. Okay. The conversation that I want to have, and it seems like we we accidentally jump right into this uh, conversation. But where do you stand on? This is going to sound deep, and it really isn't. Well, where do you stand? You're you're a domestic engineer, as you've said on here before. You're in home with two twins. Correct. For a good portion of the day. Correct. Sometimes you have four in the house by yourself. Correct. Where do you stand um, on the conversation of people that who are at home with their kids being annoyed to the point of, I'm going to say, the extreme physical abuse? Uh, <laughs> Keep in mind, I'm not talking about reprimanding. Well, of course, you can't just be like abusing your children. Right. I mean, there's no excuse for that, period. Whether you're at home all day with them, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, or if, you know, you go to work for 10 hours a day and come home and deal with them for the Remaining four hours, like there's never a, a space or an excuse or any justifiable reason for abuse, unless you're mentally ill, which would, you know, then fall on uh, like the people around you. You know, like if I, um, if when I grow up, uh, grow up, 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 like 50, 60, and my children begin to have children, and I know that one of them has a, you know, mental health issue, whether it be, you know, bipolarism or depression or anxiety or schizophrenia, whatever. I know that they have this mental health battle, but yet they have children. Um, I feel like it would be my responsibility as their mother and the grandmother to those children to make sure those kids are in a safe space. Well, I don't know if that means removing the child, you know, from the home altogether or um, making sure the parent is uh, seeking medical help, getting medical help, um, taking their meds, whatever the case is, it's my responsibility as, um, as a family member, I just feel like as a, you know, a human being to make sure that those kids are safe, um, knowing that their parent has, has some mental battles. That's why I said, like, there's no other, there's no other space for physical abuse from, you know, between two parties, period, but especially, you know, from an adult to a child. Unless there are like some neurons that don't really fire off the proper way, and you know that's where 
other measures have to come in. I hear you. And this is for the sake of conversation. That's all that it is. I hear you. And I, I, I agree with you 100%. I feel the same way that there's never um, any excuse for it. Me and Tiffany were having a conversation uh, maybe about two weeks ago. And I said, I completely, I understand if people go to that route, but I, me personally, would never put my kid in that much harm if I'm aggravated with them to a certain extent. Like, whatever I have to do, go sit down, go go in another room, woosah, whatever it is. I would never physically put my kid in that space, but just in terms of understanding someone who gets to that point and not to say that it's easy to get there but you said if your mental space isn't strong enough it can lead to something else because yeah for sure i mean and and i've been there myself not to the point of abuse but it's like yo if i hear another mommy i'm gonna like turn this whole house upside down and I just have to remove myself, you know, from the space for a little while because it's like, all right, this is a, at this moment, this is a little bit overwhelming and like, I don't know what can come of it. So for, you know, everybody's best interest, like I'm going to just go, you know, sit outside for like two minutes, clear my head, get some, get some vitamin D from the sun and, you know, drink a bottle of water and let's let's try this thing again. You can get there, but to your point, it's are you mentally aware or are you mentally stable to be like, all right, I see this is I see where this is going and this is gonna be bad. Or, you know, I see where this is going. Let me do XYZ so we don't get to that point where a child is hurt mommy's in trouble there's there's a possible cop jail situation you know what i mean so it's like it just depends on where you are mentally if you can in that moment just be like all right let me let me do what i have to do so this doesn't turn out bad yeah i was i explained to tiffany when i was speaking to her i said um being like, because my off days are during the weeks, so I'm home with the kids until she comes home on those off days. But I said to her, like, I can, I understand how frustrating it can be, and I can't agree with somebody who decides to go all the way to the extreme. But I understand how you can get pushed there if you're in a confined space. The only people you really have access to all day or two little humans that may be pushing your buttons to the point of yeah fam yeah and especially if you already have things on your mind like if you're dealing with some other external things outside of just parenting and your kids and your wife like and those things are weighing heavy on you and then you compound it with toddlers and little kids running yelling harassing you fighting each other not listening, dirtying up the house. Like, yeah, it can can drive you nuts. It can drive you nuts. But again, it's, all right, this isn't, let me do what I have to do so this doesn't end up bad for anybody. It's just having that mental awareness and, and, you know, having that mental fortitude to be like, all right, I know what I got to do. Why is a parent's um? <laughs> why is a parent's go to go sit down? Like no matter what, no matter how angry, <laughs> how angry you make me, why is the go to go sit down? <laughs> Where did that even come from? And kids don't do it. Well, I the toddlers don't. Like that sit down don't resonate at all. <laughs> at no, all. No how much bass you put or how much scruffly or like how intense you try to make it sound, them niggas look at you like, it's like, go sit down! (laughs) 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 
and they're right back in your face 30 seconds later. They don't, they just don't get it. They just don't get it. Um, Tiffany was telling me, oh, you know, kids have bad days too. The other day, like, Caden woke up and he cried from the moment he woke up. And I'm just like, all right, I can't, I, I, I can't do this. I told him, go lay down when you're ready to come out and tell me what's wrong because I don't understand whining. When you're ready yeah. to talk about it, come on and talk. But for, for your sake, I, me and your sister in a good mood, you go lay down. <laughs> you get yourself together. Yeah, it'd be like that. It'd be like that, yo. Now I don't know what I don't know what could possibly be going on in the two, three year old brain <laughs> that makes you want to wake up crying. <laughs> what are you to worry about? Like you just slept for 10, 11 hours and you want to wake up crying? What's your problem? Little tot? I, I I made a deal with him. I'm like, all right, well. If you take a nap, you can get up and go to grandma's, but you got to eat something first. This nigga, one spoonful, started crying. I said, okay, Kaden, put your coat on. I'm, t- <laughs> I'm taking down this because I can't, not today. We ain't going to do this. Not, not, not today. Yeah, that's the worst. The, the crying and the whining without words, that'll drive you nuts. I, I, I told, uh, I told Charles, I had to look up and apologize to my parents at least four times since Caden has been born and say, I apologize. Because they used to tell me I used to hold my food in my mouth and used to drive my father crazy. I get it. I get it. (laughs) I get it. Oh, God. Caden does this uh, acting like He's about to uh, throw up the little that oh. stupid nonsense, <laughs> and they don't nothing be like you. You know how much food kids eat, so it's like, fam, you don't have anything in your mouth that's making you be like. <laughs> My kids don't hold foods in their mouth, but food in their mouths. But Evan eats so slow. <laughs> this nigga will have. This nigga will have a little White Castle cheeseburger, and it will take him 25 minutes. I'm like, Evan, that cheeseburger is two <laughs> inches all sides. That's like a four-inch, like, bruh. What's the <laughs> these little bites like a mouse? It drives me insane. Half the time, it's like, just throw that away because you've been sitting at this table for 35 minutes with that little plate of food. It's freezing cold. I know it's not edible at this point. Like, just go upstairs, take a shower, and go to bed. <laughs> it should never take you a half hour to eat a cheeseburger and a, a piece of fruit. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> yeah, we, we brought insurance for that very reason. Insure and pediasure. <laughs> Nigga, you don't want to eat? Here, yeah, drink that. this, go to bed. Yeah. Plenty of nights. It's like, all right, Evan, throw that away. Go upstairs. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> Try again tomorrow. <laughs> I can't. I can't do it. It's like I'm. I'm trying to clean the kitchen. Everybody else is done. We clean the kitchen. You still sitting here eating that little burger? Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Enough already. <laughs> <sighs> oh my God. It is. It's. Let me tell you, it's an adventure every single day. It's it's something new. Yeah. Yeah. Every single day. Um. Wow. All right. Being adventurous, and you said last week you were going to give us your dynamic breakdown of the Joker. So we're we're here for your your two minute recap. Well, I, I don't need two minutes. I'm just and saying it's, it. a phenomenal, it's, a phenom- it's a phenomenal body of work. That's really all it is. Like I, I set it up here before. Like I'm not really into the comics. I just want to know when you take it to the production company and you bring out cameras, lights, actors, you got a script. 
is it a great piece of cinematography? That's all I care about at the end of the day. I don't care if it's true to the comics. I don't care if it's true to the storyline. I do not care. I want to know if it's well written, if the acting is good, are the shots dope? That's all I care about. And that movie was phenomenal. It was not your typical comic book Avengers bull crap piece of entertainment. That was a I saw somebody say on Facebook that wasn't a movie, that was a film. And yeah. Oscar worthy. Joaquin Phoenix, I've never seen him like that. He's always just been like average at best to me. But in that movie, he's, he elevated his, his craft. The script was amazing. Story well written. I imagine it came across exactly how they imagined it to come across. Phenomenal. If you haven't seen it, off the, the, the go see totem. it. What? I said, does he knock Ledger off the totem as the best portrayal of the Joker? He would, it would be like a 1A, 1B situation. And I wouldn't be mad if you, if, if someone put Joaquin 1A and Heath B or vice versa. It's definitely like a 1A, 1A, 1B type thing. For those that say it's uh, had demonic in, in inserts or whatever, was that just people over-exaggerating or? Who cares? Yeah. Who are these people? Well, it was, that was one of the main things that they were saying on the news, that uh, people were going to see it and uh, shooting people in the movie theater or uh, doing like stupid stuff afterwards because of the movie and saying how it was... Uh, had the demonic unknown something. It was on the news. Really? Yeah. Everybody in my theater was cool. Clapped at the end. You know, we all left, peed, and went home. I don't know who these people are. I don't know. Like, if you're crazy, you're just going to do something crazy anyway. If you see it on the screen, it's, gonna, it's just going to, you know, give you a little battery in your back. But, like, I don't know anything about no demonic undertones. I just was looking forward to seeing some cinematography gold, like I said last week, and that's exactly what it was. Is it was it cinematography gold because you said that going into the week? No, that's that has been the thing. Have you not seen the critics? Have you not seen the reviews? Like that was not that was not just me and my DC bias, according to you. Like that was that's have are you not gonna see it? I am. I'm just not in a rush. Oh my god! Well, that's your loss for the time being. Yeah, well, yeah. Such is life. But I saw like I saw like people who are uh, comic heavy in the comics saying that um, the story wasn't like true to the character of the Joker. It was more of like um, a social type of portrayal of people that uh, suffer with like mental, coincidentally how we started out with um, mental issues and how they fit into a society and it was more so along those lines. It wasn't really like uh, true to the to the comic book character. Well, the, right. they, have, they have the part where Batman's parents uh got murdered in the alley and they popped up pearls. They somehow managed to always talk about Batman and his parents in like every DC movie it seems every like. movie. <laughs> um yeah and that didn't make it in there. Um but yeah it was great it was great. Um, gotta get to it boy. I, I think uh, that's one part of any Batman, anything that they do, that they make sure you know that that's tied to Batman, regardless. 
was really good. Well, uh, all right. Well, there it is. If you if niggas are going to see the Joker, go see the Joker. Melissa gave us our uh, our review up here. Uh, cinematography gold and Hollywood. Tyler opened us up saying how he feels like Hollywood has not celebrated him in his career, which I thought was very interesting. And I don't know if I feel, do you feel like they've celebrated they haven't celebrated him or ignored him? Um I don't know. It's hard to say what how someone perceives something. You know what I mean? But he got a production deal for those Medea movies, so like that wasn't you know like he those wasn't indie films. Like a studio had had booked him for a certain amount of of films, and that's why he was pushing those Medea movies out like that. Um, so I don't think he was ignored totally. Maybe he wasn't like celebrated or, you know, given the accolades of like, you know, a Spike Lee or um, John Singleton. Maybe if that was he was looking, if that was what he was looking for, I can see why he would say that. But I don't think he's been totally ignored um, in Hollywood. But I, I said the same thing, and the reason why I don't think he's been ignored, you have a star on a Hollywood Walk of Fame. There's, yeah. there's no bigger symbol of, hey, we appreciate what you do, we acknowledge your genius, than getting a star on a Hollywood Walk of Fame. Yeah. I, I don't know what exactly he may have been referring to by saying that he feels, he feels like he's been ignored. Yeah, those TV shows. Yeah, I don't know what he. I don't know exactly what he was looking for. Maybe, <clears throat> I don't know. TBS is a, a high. Well, his shows were syndicated and were everywhere. And TBS isn't like a. And this is not a knock to TV one, but it's not one of those. Oh, yeah. I have to call my cable company to get it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. TV. BS is like one of those premier cable networks. Um, so yeah, that was a, that was an amazing feat, you know, coming off of, coming from doing those stage plays to getting uh, a studio deal for those Medea movies, and then getting some TV shows out of it as well. So yeah, I don't think he was. I don't think he's been ignored. Maybe he felt like he wasn't celebrated enough. But even with that, on like those the highest TV shows. Those TV shows had multiple seasons. It wasn't like they got canceled after yeah, the pilot. Yeah. He had mo- he had more than one show on TBS at a time. Yeah. So I, I I don't know. I don't know how he views um or, or I don't know what he thinks he should get from Hollywood, but he's probably just looking for like the accolades, the um uh, Golden Globes, Emmys type of, you know, maybe he was looking to be celebrated in that vein, but but to say that he that he's been ignored, I don't, I can't totally agree with that. I didn't agree with it either. I, I mean, just the coverage alone from his studio opening made me feel like one, that's really what's up, and I wish I I, I wish I was there. Yeah, but um, he had everybody and their mother at the, that studio opening. Everybody who was everybody except for the Obamas. Where were the Obamas? Maybe doing a book tour or something. I don't know. Yeah, but you gotta like. This is the first black-owned like production studio. Like you gotta pause for that. And. We congratulated Tyler on opening the studios uh, when he won at the BET Awards, but um, to actually see it. Yeah, I had no idea it was that big. Fam. <laughs> like, Disney Studio, 
build Warner Brothers and Paramount, you can all fit on his lot and still have, what, 60 acres left over? Like, that's, that's huge. No pun intended. <clears throat> For the, the fact that Men's has a replica of the White House on his lot. He has neighborhoods that um, look like mansions and things like that on his lot. Like, and 12 sound stages also on his lot. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, nothing else but the exit sign saying Tyler Perry, like, that's not like a small sign, like a little uh, rest stop or a uh, gas highway, station. Ahead. He got a highway exit, bro. Yeah, that, that's that's no uh, no small feat. Uh, speaking of the sound stages and the people that he has there, um, nice, nice little nod to current and past uh, Black Hollywood. Um, Denzel, Oprah, Barry, which I thought was interesting that he has a studio named after her. Uh, Sidney Poitier, Del Reese, Spike Lee, Harry Belafonte, Cicely Tyson, Whoopi Goldberg, Diana Carroll, and Will Smith. Um, You mentioned him and Spike earlier, like him wanting that, uh, I guess, a claim Spike has, but him and Spike haven't seen eye to eye. Yeah, and for him to name his studio after Spike, I thought was really dope. Yeah, really good taste. Like even though Spike didn't necessarily agree with the content that he was, you know, putting out there, at the end of the day, Tyler was like, "All right, we can we can agree to disagree, whatever." But I still recognize you as, you know, the premier black director. You know what I mean? Like it's just. It's just undeniable the work that Spike has done, the time that he's put in, the people he's put on, um, the classics he has. It was like, all right, we can disagree on whatever, but I still want to honor you. And I was, I feel like that was really, that was really big. That was very manly of him, and in really good taste. Yeah, man, I, I aspire to be as mature as Tyler Perry is. Probably won't ever happen, but at least it's an aspiration. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. You, you had to know uh, Harpo was going to get a studio name after her. Oh, um, and you would, I don't, I don't know the full story with Tyler and Oprah. I just know she supports him a lot. But you would think that she like funded early, early funded or something that he has that affinity for Oprah. Um, and they're as close as they are. And it's not a knock either one of them, but it's just I'd be interested to know what that how that story connects. I think he kind of saved her network with the shows that he bought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 I remember when he was on her show, um, the Oprah show, and they kind of like clicked on some like you know. Black struggle, we made it, ha ha, white people, we up top. Like, and they, they always had that connection, and then it just kind of like, you know, we'll keep in touch, and, you know, he'll just show up, and she'll show up. And then she had that network, and that joint was about to tank, and then he came on and bought his shows, and it was like, yeah. I want to play this quick uh, clip of Oprah on the Ellen show and Oprah um, pretty much stunting in this conversation. Um, We shall discuss in a second, but yeah, here we go. Oprah on Ellen. Any day now. Oh, hey there. I'm on 
are here with the one and only Oprah today. We're both in the hot seat to answer my burning question. Favorite smell in the world? Uh, Gardein. Lemon and eucalyptus. Favorite word that begins with O? Rio. <laughs> oh, Rio. Oh, Rio. Oh, I thought, I thought you were Rio. Like oh, Rio. Oh, Rio. That's my favorite word that begins with O. Oh, Rio. That's like from the Wizard of Oz? Like, oh, Rio cookie. Oh, I thought it was like, oh, Rio. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's true. That, I love that, too. I love yeah. that. Oh, Rio. Oh. I do All know. right, Oprah. <laughs> Lights done. Lights done. You went to the bank just to deposit two million dollars because you haven't been since nineteen eighty-eight. Nigga, what? Oh hell the queen. <laughs> Nigga, what? All hell the queen. That's yep. a weird Weird, weird flex, but it's a flex nonetheless. That's a flex flex. Nigga, you been to the you bank went? Like 30 years. Oh, but I have this $2 million check lying around. I'll deposit that. Yeah, you can sit. Like, like. Hey, yeah, little assistant girl. You know, I'll I'll go. Just get the driver and you know he can take me to the bank. I'll wait on the line, fill out the slip, and deposit this $2 million check. Don't even worry about it. I'm like, what? <laughs> Fam. Crazy. I would say I haven't been to the bank either, but that's a lie, because I check my <laughs> account on my phone often. <laughs> Just got to make sure. Uh, times when it was... Man, listen, when I get my success story, I'm going to let you niggas know about my negative balances at one point. And or purposely. Like going, through huh? the weekend, going through the weekend and then, <laughs> and then you said that your desk Monday, you check your account and it'd be like $2.74. You'd be trying to backtrack everything you did, trying to figure yeah. out where all your money went, like how you ended up with $3. <laughs> Just start the work week. Like. Fam. <laughs> I, I'll do I'll do you one better. There's been times when I purposely let my account go in overdraft because I knew I was gonna get paid either that night or the next day. So I'd be like, ah <laughs> I'll take I'll take that overdraft. <laughs> oh man. I wish I didn't have to go to the bank and I just, on a whim, just wanted to deposit $2 million just to see what it felt like. Like, oh, this is what peons do every, yeah, uh, normal every two weeks. Do, you walk in the bank, you stand on the line, and you fill out the <laughs> slip, and then you have to talk to this person behind the window? <laughs> <laughs> Ew. <laughs> I'm not doing this for another 30 years. There you go. <laughs> There goes my 30 uh, trip. <laughs> Don't gotta do this again. <laughs> See you lose. See you lose this later. <laughs> Oprah, wow for that, bro. <laughs> yeah, she said so candidly, oh, it wasn't me. A million dollars. And then she goes, actually, oh, it was actually, it was two. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oprah. I can't stand Oprah. Yeah, I love Oprah. I, can't stand I love Oprah. Oprah and Whoopi, though, they're like, if anything happened, call me. Oh, I'll check up on you. Don't worry. Yeah, please do. Uh, I'll check up on you. Drake said that in a song. Uh, he didn't cry when Pac died, but you probably when Hove does, nigga. Oh yeah, I'll call you when. Nigga. House visit. I'm just saying. <laughs> Do I? House, <laughs> house visit. <laughs> Do a Do a house visit? Cause I don't know. I don't know. What else I don't know is what the hell is going on in the NBA and is China nonsense. Yeah, I've been having a hard time. I don't know. It's weird to me. It's like, okay. It's like Daryl Morey tweeted something and then he apologized later, like a day later or something in the same tweets and then China was like, oh, no, too late. We're going to... No more business with the Houston Rockets. We're done with you guys. And it was like Adam Silver was doing a press conference about, I don't know, what's happening? Like, what what I miss? I didn't even know what was going on in China. I, I was completely, I was like, I don't know what's happening here. This is weird. And then I saw um, the big wigs at ESPN was like, nobody is to take a political stance on this issue. It was like a memo sent out. Like, Whoa, okay. And I'm watching FS1, it's like nobody's really talking about this China thing. I, up until today, I think uh, Whitlock and Wiley was talking about it, but I don't really like watch their show like that. I um, hate I Whitlock. Like, yeah, I hate Whitlock too. But I like, um, I like Marcellus. Um, so yeah, I was like, uh, this is too much for me. I don't really like, I don't know what's happening here. And then they got right. like a game. China, I was confused. Uh, so I, I, I got a, I got a pull up of this uh, timeline of events. Um, <clears throat> essentially, on October fourth, uh, Maury tweeted, "Fight for freedom, stand with Hong Kong." And the reason why it drew such attention um, is because. There's protests going on in Hong Kong that oppose government legislation that would allow people to be extradited to mainland China to face charges. They're not generally pro-democracy protests that expand far beyond removal of the legislation. Um, with that being said, why the NBA is getting backlash <clears throat> is because the Chinese consulate and Houston released a statement saying that there was strong dissatisfaction with Maury's tweet, stating that anybody with conscience with, would support the efforts made by Hong Kong, special administrative region to safeguard Hong Kong's social stability. Also, sponsors began to cut ties with the Rockets and the league as a whole. I guess felt like, okay, that's how you feel? This is what we're going to do. We're taking our sponsorship money and we're going to run. Yeah. NBA is a uh, $8 billion business. And you got companies like Nike, everybody else, who are $36 billion just from stuff uh, in China alone. So you can see where there was some, uh, oh, no, nigga, we need the money. So uh, Yeah. Adam Silver came out yapping. Uh, the Rockets owner was like, hey. Maury works for us. He does not speak for us. <laughs> like, they were trying to clean it up. Like, they were backpedaling like crazy on this. China was like, yeah, baby. Too little, too late. Bam. Uh, uh, Lee Ning with your boy with Shoe Company, they they pulled their uh, sponsorship and they got a bunch of NBA players. Yeah. Um, they Well, not pulled. They suspended ties with the league. Um, Tencent, the NBA's exclusive digital partner in China, announced, and this is what I thought was petty, they announced it will suspend business relations with the Rockets. The company is offering fans who brought a team pass to watch the Rockets this season a chance to choose a different team. (laughs) 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 That is petty. 
That is petty. You brought, you brought a season pass, Rockets. Um, we ain't gonna cancel your subscription, but uh, choose another team. <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, Adam Silver. As we saw, they still had the uh, Lakers and Nets game um, played in China, and I see a lot of people were talking about the whole. Yeah, I guess LeBron is shutting up and dribbling because he makes majority. Well, one sneakers are made in China, and most of Nike products. And Nike put a hefty size check in his pocket, and yeah. Even in the press conference, uh, a lady tried to ask uh, Westbrook and Harden about the events, and uh, NBA rep was like, we're, we're only taking basketball questions. And the lady kept trying to push and being like, but this question hasn't been answered, and it's something relevant to this week. Like right from her, too. <laughs> yeah. We're honestly, only taking basketball questions. But I honestly think that they're not well-versed in the, in the, in the topic, like, most of us didn't even know. I saw on um, Around the Horn, Ramona Shelburne was like, she didn't even know what was happening in Hong Kong until this story broke. And then she started doing research and, you know, found out about the protests and stuff. So I just think, like, LeBron and, and, and you know, Russ and James, I just feel like I'm pretty sure they really didn't know what was going on over there. Because we didn't know either. So it's not like we just he's just going to answer questions on, you know, something that he doesn't have any knowledge of. And then, he you know, starts looking stupid and then he's like a, a, a meme for the next three months. You know what I mean? So it's just like, yeah, we ain't really talking about it. I don't really know. I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure some of it is business, but I'm also sure that half of it is just ignorance. Like I just. I don't know. Like, if a reporter came in here right now and asked me, I'd be like, I don't know. I will pull out my phone and read what I just read. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was like, I don't really know. But you know what the crazy part is? We would have known what was going on over there if uh, Maury didn't uh, tweet whatever he tweeted. Exactly. Exactly. So, I love how small things like that can happen and have a ripple in the matrix um, because no one would have no one would have paid attention to it no one would have known what was going on but that one little tweet sent an uproar and now people are paying attention to it and like oh let, let me let me do some research to see what the heck is happening but that's crazy that one tweet yeah now brings attention to an issue that has been happening before the tweet and if the tweet never happened, Who we knows? still would know. Yeah. It's, it's crazy I'm, how life works. Yeah. I was going to say how the government works, but yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the government. Oh, that you was going to pick up. Oh, no, I ain't got, I ain't got nothing. <laughs> I, I, I was like, okay. Take us away. Speaking of no Dallas PD. Oh, yeah, yeah. If that's not a shady story. Yeah. it's like, come on. But for those of you that are trying to figure out where we're going, uh, the gentleman who was killed, he he was a witness against the officer who lost her job in the case. Let me get his name. Botham Jean's case. Uh, this gentleman, <clears throat> Joshua Brown, the next door neighbor, was shot and killed in Dallas after. Not just shot and killed. Shot and killed execution style. And the story that the Dallas Police Department wants us to believe is that someone from Louisiana, there was supposed to be a drug transaction with 12 pounds of weed. Weed, not a, not a key. <laughs> like 12 pounds of marijuana. Someone or some people drove from Louisiana to Dallas 
which is about three to four hours for some marijuana. You're not talking about blue magic. <laughs> they drove four hours from marijuana. Mind you, marijuana is not legal in Texas, but marijuana is legal in Louisiana. But whatever, we'll just drive to Dallas to get these 12 pounds of 12 pounds of weed from this dude who was just on everybody's TV screen because he testified in a major case against a white cop. Cool. So they drive and something goes awry and these gentlemen shoot and kill Joshua Brown execution style, like on some mafiosa type over 12 pounds of weed. Like, come on. Come on. Like, just get a better story. Damn, that's what that I'm like. Like, that story is wild. That story does not make sense at all. At all. Like, you want to pick Louisiana? Louisiana. Like, you could have just said someone from down the street. <laughs> like, I would have just said somebody from Louisiana came to Dallas to buy weed. When it's already legal in Louisiana and it's not legal in Dallas. And that's a four-hour drive. Who was driving four hours for weed? To be fair, there are people that will travel that distance to meet a connect. So that part doesn't seem too far-fetched. The story, but I don't know if it's them thinking our intelligence is this minimal, that they can put whatever out and we just eat it up. But it's like, fam, what? Did you kill the nigga over yeah. weed? You, you want us to believe he, he was... Shot assassination style over weed. Okay. Uh, he's uh, all right. In, he's involved in drugs, but yet I'm I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go testify in court where there's like lawyers and judges and and officers and bailiffs. I'm just gonna I'm already in, involved in criminal activity, but I'm just gonna go and sit up on the stand and testify against this cop. No criminal is, is trying to get in court. They are avoiding court at all costs. They don't want to be behind that, that table and they don't want to be on the stand for no reason at all. So they're, they're not going to agree to testify against anything. Not a drug dealer, not somebody that's involved in criminal activity. In a murder case. Like execution style for 12 pounds of weed. That is bananas, y'all. Yo, and what I keep landing on is why do they think we're this stupid? And I guess it's because it's worked in the past or. Yeah, it doesn't even matter. Like, what's going to happen? What's gonna happen? They're um, not in other news, but in the same vein, they're coming for that judge's uh, that judge job. The judge in the case who uh, hugged uh, a little white a little white girl for her ten year ten years since. Um, they're coming for her job. And people are saying maybe that hug thing, because judges are in a elected position, that hug thing was almost yeah. like a stance for her. Yes. Yeah. And she shouldn't have done it. It's really, it's really unprofessional and unethical. They, they say that all the time. Separate church, uh, government and... Um, Church and state, they say it all the time, but you go in any courtroom and right, right, as soon as you walk in, in God we trust. So it's like, okay, are we separating church and state? Only like, it's just so stupid. 
Yeah, it's wild. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't worry. All right. Sometimes you got to just bring the energy back. Can't wait to two-step to that in person. Uh, a little bit more sports before we uh, go ahead and jump out of here. Battle of the worst teams in the NFL. The Brown, the Redskins and the Dolphins. Who do you think is going to win? That's the Sunday night game? No, that's not the Sunday night game. That's just the I'm just asking about that because one's 0 and 5, the other's 0 and 4. And they, they both play each other. And <laughs> worst case scenario. Versus the Redskins? Dolphins and Redskins. Yeah, I got the Redskins. That's not the Sunday night game. The Sunday night game is uh, Steelers Chargers. Uh, uh, yeah, Chargers got that. Uh, Chargers, the 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 Steelers are starting the third string rookie quarterback. There's a really good movie called Any Given Sunday that says, you know, anything can happen. I hear what you're saying, though. On paper, they should... On paper, they should wax the Steelers by at least 14. But Any Given Sunday. That's what that... All right. I, that that doesn't mean I'm picking the Steelers to win. I still got <laughs> got the Chargers as well, but yeah, any given Sunday. I do think um, that Redskins Dolphins game. I don't think the Dolphins are going to be in prime time this year, <laughs> unless the schedule was already made and they can't get two uh, next year. D- they need more than tour, though, and that's the <laughs> that's the thing with the with the Redskins too, where it's like you you fire every coach you get, like because of production, but clearly it's not coaching that's the issue. It's front office. If front office don't change, yeah, you gonna keep. Last, they were good last year. They had like a, a five and two start, I believe, and then um. Alex broke his leg, and that was it. After that, it was just like, he couldn't recover. So, yeah, I don't blame the front office at, at all. I don't blame the coaching at all. It was just like, they didn't have the personnel. They didn't have no quarterback. They didn't have no quarterback. It was good, though, with Alex and Flasher. They was, like, leading the division, I believe, through a month and a half of football. And then Alex broke his leg, and it was that was, that was it. Oh, the Joker. I'm sorry. A commercial just came on. The Joker is the number one movie in the world. Yep. 96 million. Open the weekend. Whatever. Whatever. But yeah. Um, Redskins, Dolphins, two worst teams in history. Uh, I feel like I have to go with the Redskins. Dolphins are just bad. Not like a couple games missing, uh, like lost by field goals last second. No, they're 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 bad. bad. For the Dolphins, yeah. Uh, hold on one second. I'll let you know right now. I feel like I haven't heard Ryan Tannehill's name in Matt Long. He's still their starting QB. 
Josh Rosen. Oh, oh wait, Josh? No. I like the Bills. No, no, okay. no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hold on. I have it. Josh Allen is playing for the Bills. No, Josh Rosen. Yeah, Josh Rosen. Yeah, Josh oh. Allen played for the Bills. So Josh Rosen. Okay. Okay, makes sense. And they had. Uh, Where's Ryan, Ryan Tannehill? You think they're playing um flag football on PAL somewhere? No, no one cares about Tannehill. They let that nigga go and brought in Fitzpatrick. Oh, he played for the Titans. <laughs> yeah. Chargers gonna wipe the floor with the Steelers. Um I wish the Patriots Giants game was a Sunday night game, but whatever. Patriots Giants um Patriots Giants, which would be the Thursday night game oh, if you were yeah. listening to this. Late. Well, I would want to see the Sunday night game. The Giants don't have anybody. Saquon's not playing. Thurman's not playing. I want to see Daniel Jones thrown to Golden Tate all night. Smack these niggas. This nigga about to lose yard it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you got a show before we let these people go? But you got the Chargers. I got the Chargers as well. Um, I got the Joker. Go see the Joker. You said that already, my nigga. Yeah, I'm gonna say it again. Go see Joker. Um, Gemini Man would be my my movie for you guys to see. Uh, Will Smith. Oh, see, Joker. I heard Jim and I Man was good though. Might I, I want to see it. The Fire Stick. My homegirl. She caught a good copy on the Fire Stick. She said it was very good. Good copy on the Fire Stick, huh? Hmm. Yeah. Do you. Would you. Or are you the person that has to go. Oh, let me give my financial support to this movie. Or if you get a good copy on a fire stick, you're like, I can watch this at home and save my money. Uh, it depends on the movie. It depends on who's in it. Like certain people is just, um, I don't even certain people. It's just like certain experiences. I want to be in a movie theater for it. Like, um, like Avengers, like, the in-game joint, like, I would have had to see them in theaters. Like, that wouldn't have... Even if it was a clear copy on the fire stick, it was like, that's just something you gotta see in the, in the movie theater. Um, so, yeah, like, certain people, certain experiences, you just gotta get it get it from the theaters. I feel like if I saw a clear copy on a fire stick... And the movie was that good. I probably still want to go to the movies and see the movie. Yeah. Back in the day, I used to rush to the movies to see. Every time a movie came out, I'd go uh, burn my money in the movie theater just to see yeah. the new movies. But back in the more. day, we used to see all those <laughs> opening weekend, Friday or Saturday. It was like we're in the movie theater. Um, but yeah, now life is like slowed down. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> you gotta pick the good ones because you can't be running to the movies every week. And you know what? Sometimes I hate that when they make a trailer, make a movie look fire, and then you go yeah. see it, and that's the best part of the movie was the trailer, and you like, yeah. fam. Yeah. I hate that. I, I could have saved my coins, fam. Yeah. But yeah, go see Joker in theaters right now. Um not even saving coins, but real quick, uh did you watch Power on Sunday? Oh my god. Yeah. That was like the worst I was actually 
I, I was I was kind of thrilled with mm. James St. Patrick telling Tariq what he should have told him two seasons ago. Like, I enjoyed the, yeah, put a gun to your head. And Tiffany was like, he should have shot it. So he knew that he was serious. That's it. He should have shot it because Tariq still hasn't listened to him. He's still not listening to him. To it doesn't matter what Ghost did, and Ghost is so dumb. He's like, yeah, I got, I got through to him. I got through, to, like, nigga, no, you did not. Yeah, and, yeah. and not only would I have shot it next to him, I would have put the hot gun tip on his face so he knew that, yeah, nigga, this, this is. <laughs> and then Tasha, like, I'm gonna teach you the game. I'm like, nigga, come on. How are you more scared of Tommy, who's your? Your quote unquote uncle and not your pops. Yeah. It, uh, I'm tired of power. I just want it to be over with. Like, get me to the end so I can stop investing my Sunday afternoons into this because it, it's just like the stories is just draining. Uh, again, what, I saw a report today that 50. 50 said that it's not the last season. I saw a report again today that said that. So It's going to be my last season, um, Kurt. <laughs> I can't. I really can't. I really can't. The nigga that plays Tommy, I think his acting has always been bad, but like it's just not even believable this season. Oh, so who sent that hit on Keisha? Nigga, what? Why would I go at? Huh? Yo, all of them. Every last one of them except for Lorenz. It's just terrible. Nigga busting on his wife and all you got to do. Like, you don't even hit Lorenz Tate. Like, you you don't even take that opportunity. Like, fam. No. That's terrible TV. <laughs> He's going to walk in and make threats. Oh, my God. I knew it. You'll see what happens when I take my stuff across the street. Nigga. All right. Okay. Yeah, like, come on, bro. Relax. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, man. If, if, if you're still a fan of power, um, kudos, kudos to you. <laughs> And and pray for us who have to watch it because we have a platform to to trash. You know what the crazy part is? I think the writing of this season, they were trying to be like, let's just do everything outlandish because it's the last season. And now we're saying this ain't the last season. It's like, okay, y'all niggas in a hole. How you going to come out of this one? Right. How? Please tell me how. Because it looks like they're trying to kill all everybody. I am glad Sachs got fired, though. So that's. Yeah, me that's too. Sachs is on my nerve. Are you a. Uh, do you watch How to Get Away? Yes. How do you feel about this season? Because I don't know. I, I think I'm on a fence right now. I'm trying to figure out if that's really Annalise in that casket or if that's just something, another one of her little, like, throw-offs that they usually have in in their seasons. I don't know. Like, I don't know why they would tell us that on the onset of everything. Annalise is dead. Like, this is the final season. Like, you're just going to say that in in episode one? Like, what? I don't know if they're, like, just tricking us or... I don't know. I think uh following Michaela annoys me and yeah. Connor annoys yeah. me. Yeah. Michaela is mad annoying. Like OD annoying. Like West level annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could do without her. And it's sad, you know, it's like Pretty brown girl, but it's like the her character is like mad annoying. Yeah, she's gotta go. 
All right, so Joker for the second week in a row. I don't know if it's that good for two weeks worth of uh, big up. Third week, two. And Gemini, man, for those of you, uh, Chargers, both of us got the Chargers. All right, my niggas, that's all we got. Uh, that's all you're going to get. Get your excuses ready for Monday. Well, no, you don't need an excuse on Mondays. It's Columbus. Only Christmas we acknowledge is Wallace. Wallace. Yeah. Get your excuses ready for Tuesday because you act like Monday didn't happen. So get your excuses ready. That's all I have. I guess I'll holler. Yes, sir.